Hello and welcome to The A-List, the podcast that asks the world's top advertising professionals how they got started in the business. I'm Tom Chrisman, Chief Creative Officer at DeMassimo Goldstein, an inspiring action agency in New York City. Today, I get to speak to Dan Lucy, Executive Creative Director at BBDO and a teacher at Ad House Advertising School. Dan and I talk about the importance of being calm. We talk about a story about him at Mad Dogs and Englishmen, his, his very first job, where he really worked hard as he could and then got let go when the business took a turn, and the importance of, of sort of resilience in the face of, of all of those obstacles that you find when you're first getting into the business. It's a really good conversation. I think you're going to love it. But first, all this is thanks to the fine people at Ad House Advertising School. Classes are starting in the next few weeks, and you could be learning from an ad genius in the agency where they work. They give you assignments, you do ads, you get critiqued each week, you get 10 classes for just 600 bucks. That's 10 chances to get to know and learn from A-listers like Cash Shree at Gyro. Brandon Drew Pierce from Droga5 is on the books this year. Super freelancer Paul Fix. Love that guy. Classes start the week of September 20th, but they're filling up fast. Go to adhousenyc.com and tell them you heard about it here on the A-List podcast. And now, here's my conversation with Dan Lucy. Hey, it's Dan Lucy, everybody. Good to be here. Thanks uh, for having me. You're the second Ad House teacher we've had on the on the thing. Uh, podcast it is. It's a podcast is what we do. Yeah. Uh, no and cameras. Cash being the other one. Yeah. Um, how long have you been doing that and, and what's that like? I don't know, about three years. Okay. I think um, Lauren kind of asked me a while ago and I was just super busy and yeah. she kind of asked me Lauren again. Lauren Slaff. Yeah, Lauren Slaff. Who, owner who, of uh, Owner of Bad House. Who's um, been really helpful to me throughout my career. Mm -hmm. So I, I definitely owe her. But that's not why I wanted to do it. That's, that's part of why I wanted to do yeah. it. You know what I mean? I, I yeah. got that email and I was like, it's a great thing and I should do it and I'm too busy. But oh my God, do I owe her? Yeah, so I yeah, had yeah. to kind of figure it out. Right. Um, and you're giving back. You're, you're giving you're, back, you're and, I, and I love the next and I love generation. Teaching. I really like. I mean, I know you've taught, right? I mean, yeah. it's like um, it's fun. I mean, uh, it's a good thing to do, and it really kind of, I don't know. It, it, it's I enjoy it. You keeps know, it you, energizes me, keeps me it, younger. It reminds young. you all the things that you know. Yeah, because you have to go right. back through them, and you're like, oh wow, I'm really, I'm really, uh, I got a lot of knowledge. <laughs> I might be qualified. Yeah, I can do this. <laughs> It's not all a sham. It's, it's just a. It's just to yeah. get yourself excited about. That. Yeah, that's that's always good. Um, so let's start at the beginning. Uh, Dan Lucy, let's do you, it. Where where were you? Uh, where were you born? So so um, I'm from Long Island. Um, sometimes a hotbed. Hot hotbed of hot, hot, hot bed of a lot of things. I yeah. think right. Yeah. Um, I kind of grew up like in an atypical Long Island town. Though it was Floral Park. It's like a really small town. Um, but but I grew up on Long Island. I went I went to high school in Floral Park. I I went to Syracuse University. Mm -hmm. um, I graduated with what I thought was a good portfolio. Oh, so you went to the ad school? Yeah, uh, yeah you did the it ad was like the art program. school, right? Okay. With like a majoring in 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 um, advertising. Mm -hmm. And at the time, it was like I was in the visual performing arts school, and it was separate from Newhouse. And Newhouse were teaching copywriters and kind of like. Uh, VPA was teaching art directors. We were both concepting. It was like parallel programs, right. you know. So like, uh, not 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 the best. I, they're doing amazing things over there now. I'm kind of getting back involved with their program. Uh -huh. But um, yeah, so I graduated and I thought I had like a pretty good book. And I and I kind of came out and I realized I didn't. And one of the people who told me that was Lauren. <laughs> so oh, that was the, <laughs> that's amazing. The first way she helped me. So she was a recruiter or a, recruiter at the uh, time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
And she had ha- she had ad house. Yeah. And um yeah, she kinda told me like, look, this is you know how she, she could be kind of um she could be a straight shooter. Yeah. Uh pretty blunt. Pretty blunt. I know when I, I don't have a good podcast. I know I'll she's listening. Yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh and she was just kinda like, you know, it's hey Dan, you know, the book's okay, but it's not really that good. Yeah, yeah. You're not yeah. gonna get a job, you know. I don't yeah. know if that's a good Lauren impression. <laughs> But um, and I was like, great. So I just went to college for four years and mm-hmm. you're telling me I'm not going to get hired. And she's like, yeah, um, but I have uh, I could help you, you know, and yeah. I have uh, a ad school and yeah. um, you'll you'll go to an agency and you'll work. Uh, creative directors will be your teachers. And I just was like, all right, that's amazing. Right. Like, so you like, went to ad house. Yeah, I well. went to ad house. I went, so that was the summer. That was summer of 99 when I graduated. And um, yeah, I went I went there and, and it was amazing. It was at Merkley. Okay. I guess was the agency yeah. at the time. Who was your teacher? You know, I forget. It's oh. terrible. I too. Oh, it's no. so. It's so. Oh my god, <laughs> Todd. Uh, they worked on two guys, writer and art director. They're really helpful. Shit, I'm forgetting oh. their names. I probably should have googled that before I came in. Um, <laughs> well, <laughs> well, we'll have James Google it. Yeah, this and, is. This uh, where is, do they work? Markley, Newman, and Hardy. This is summer of '99. Um, two guys, Todd. Fuck. Um, anyway. Uh, I should I should remember, but they yeah. were they were helpful, and I think one of the best things they did for me is they um, they kind of reinforced what Lauren had told me. Mm-hmm. Um, they had showed us some books from from like uh, Creative Circus, right. and I was just sort of like, oh shit, like right. you know um, the art direction was perfect. They were like professionally shot. Um, you know, my book I thought like had some interesting concepts in it, but it looked like shit. Right. You know, I was. You know, like kind of like scaling up images that were way too right. small to be scaled up, and they yeah. were just like the tone was all over the place. And I just and I really I realized like, oh man, this is um, yeah, my book does isn't isn't where it needs to be. So I kind of worked hard, and um, and then Lauren kind of uh, called me up one day and said, uh, hey, I might have an internship for you. Oh wow! And I was um, I was kind of like, yeah, cool. Uh, uh, what's the deal? You know? And she's like, it's at Mad Dogs and Englishman. Okay. And I can't promise that they'll like you. Um, yeah. They'll probably give you a creative test, but go down there and meet Michael Reich. And I was kind of like so excited. So I so before yeah. that, you were just commuting in, commuting to in, have right? The, totally, the like living class. at li- yeah, living what at were you home. Doing, what were you doing for a job? Um, I think I was I was unemployed. I I um I worked for my dad in the summer. He had a um an engineering company, and I would do like proposals and make yeah. the covers of their decks look pretty right. and like you know messenger stuff all over town. So I was doing a little bit of that, but mostly I was sleeping late. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> like kind of doing that right. whole thing. You were just like, like well, still like a college yeah. person, so like getting yeah. up at two p.m. in the afternoon after yeah, going yeah. to bed at four, it was kind of like, oh, this is really depressing. <laughs> I'm an adult now. I need did to, you feel like? Did you feel like a, you felt like a failure? You felt, I felt like, like a failure. A, a, I you know. I just went to college for this thing that I thought I could do. and, and Totally. Uh, Felt like a giant loser um, because most of my friends had jobs. Yeah. Right? And I— Where were they working at? Cool places? Just—, just not even. Right. Like, just, just— But it just seemed like they were light years ahead of me. I mean, it's like, yeah. you know, you'd meet them to go out, and I'd be, like, borrowing money off my parents for some beers. You right. know? And they yeah. would be like— You know, they'd have their suit on. Yeah. You know, yeah, coming, like, coming hey, from their job, and they were like going adults. on. Yeah. And they like that was the plan, right? You go to college, you but they get weren't a job, advertising. They were they weren't in suits, advertising. So. No, they were just just all just a, a random random assortment of of people. But they all had jobs pretty early on, so I really kind of felt felt like a um, felt like a giant loser. So when Lauren kind of told me about Mad, Mad Dogs or yeah, or like, Mad Mad, yeah, 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 like I went to Mad Dogs and I and I took the test. What was the test? Again? So the test was amazing. Somebody else had told us about. So the, the test. test was um, 
they kind of had one ad in a series of three and then okay. some empty boxes. And you literally had to f- complete the campaign. Uh, okay. So they gave you, you know, two so or three examples. The and then like, yeah, like figure out the pattern, kind of like what are the other executions in the campaign? So I did that. And I, and I guess they liked it because they decided to hire me uh, as an intern, um, you know, zero pay. Uh, <laughs> but I would be working on real stuff. And yeah. I was I was thrilled to death. And, you know, it's like. Um, so you never thought like, you know, you. I want a real job. I need to. I need to get paid now. Uh, you, you were like, okay, fine. I'll I'll do this and and pay my dues. You know, I, I kind of felt the latter. Like I pay my dues. I knew it was a special place. I right. knew it was a great opportunity. So you kind heard of about it. Yeah, yeah, totally. I, I and I was blown away by their work. You know, who were the it, creatives there at the at the time? I mean, it was um, Jamie Palmiotti, whose name was Jamie Robinson now. Okay. James Robinson, yeah. um, James Dawson Hollis. Um, there was another intern that I worked with named Andy Yor. He worked at Crispin for a while. Uh-huh. He was like a musician. He was like a part-time ad guy, part-time musician. Um, Dave Cook was a CD. Michael yeah. Reich, of course, Nick Cohen. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Roman Zuckerman. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, it's 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 amazing. I think it was it was an amazing group of people, and I was I was really happy to be there and. And like you know, and I and I my first day on the job, like Michael gave me an assignment to write banner headlines. I loved that he was giving me an opportunity to write, even though I was an art director. Right, yeah. that was something that always scared me. If like they just people just wanted me to do layout, so yeah, and I sold a bunch of banner headlines. Oh wow! So I felt like shit. Like this is good. Like, I did. I it. could do it. <laughs> do you remember any of the? Success. Any of the... Oh, man, I don't. I don't. What was it for? Oh, I don't. I think it might have been like Crunch Gym or something like okay. that. You know, and so it was. It was really fun stuff to write on, and then like. And um, at the time, I was like, this is better than I expected. Like, because yeah. the tone, they really let you have fun and they really kind of didn't want to do boring ads. And like, and I just was like so excited. But to your point earlier, like, you know, you go back and I just remember talking to some of my friends' parents and like, they were like, so you got a, you got a job. And yeah. I'd be like, yeah, How much yeah, it's great. Exactly. How much <laughs> is the pay? And I'd be like, no, it's, uh, it's free. I don't, I don't yeah. get paid. And yeah. they're like, they looked at me, I'll, I'll never forget. They looked at me like, you poor, poor idiot. Like, <laughs> You 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 got swindled, my yeah. friend. You know what I mean? Like yeah. you took a job. The whole point of a job yeah. is to get paid. Like You're not doing this right. You are. Uh, you really you really messed up. Yeah. Um. But I knew I knew that there was some value in that. So yeah. so I I kind of went on to work there. They hired me eventually. Um, How long did it take? Oh my god, it took it took forever. They started paying me after a couple months, and then um, they would like I started working with a guy named Mike Ludwig at the time. And uh, we were doing, I thought we were doing good. I thought we were competing with the people they had on staff. Like, so that I think was we your were, first partner? Yeah, yeah my Ludwig. first partner, yeah. And I thought, What was that like? It was great. I mean, we worked our asses off, Yeah, you know? Like, um, it's funny, like, I'm a, I don't like getting up early, but, like, that's when my brain is best. So even back then, I was up at, like, 7 a.m., right. you know? And I was, like, in a coffee shop. Like, from 7 and 9, I was just working by myself. And then I'd meet him at 9, and we'd... And he'd do the same and we'd kind of like open up our books and be like, you know, like, what do you have and what do I have? And we'd like kind of, you know, talk about the ideas. And right. together we'd have like five ideas yeah. ready for the day by like 930 in the morning, 10 o'clock right. in the morning. And that, so that's, that's, that's kind of how I – I think really yeah. important for yeah. for people maybe just starting out yeah. is like work by yourself first. I think just so. Just so you get – I think so. What does that do for you? I think that it lets you find your point of view. It lets you – it 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 – First of all, it also maximizes the amounts, amount of ways in, right? Mm-hmm. If you just talk with your partner, you guys may come to agree that this is the area we should be working in and you sort of like shut down all other roads and then you kind of, you know, come up with one or two things. I think if you work by yourself, 
and then you work as a group and then you go off and work by yourself and you come back and work as a group. I think it, again, it just, it just, you'll, you'll get twice as many ideas. You'll, you'll really, um, I think it's good in the beginning too, of the process, mm. right? What if your partner has an idea that you really hate and you just think it's stupid, <laughs> and they're, but they're really excited about it and you're, or, or you're not sure about it or like, how do you, how do you negotiate that? I think, I think you have to be honest, mm-hmm. right? I mean, I, I think that, um, you know, you, ha- you really have to be honest and you have to just say like, you know, I don't see it. I mean, this is, I don't think I was this tactful right. 20 years ago. Right. You know, I think um, it took me a while. Yeah. But um, now I would say like, you know, if, obviously if you respect your partner and you know they're working just as hard as you are, um, you say like, help me see why this is, mm. what, I'm, what am I missing here? Because right. it just seems like maybe it doesn't seem that special. Right. Um, and sometimes like th- with that question, they could re-explain the idea and you may go, oh, I, I kind of see it now. Maybe mm. that execution was throwing me or maybe like mm. th- you, you put another filter on it that I wasn't buying or digging. And so mm. like you can kind of get to the core of it. Or sometimes you just can go, you know, I just, I still don't see it. Mm. Um, but so like, as I went on in my career, like, um, you sometimes you just have to let people present things, mm. you know, like, you know, like if you really if feel you strongly, yeah, like right. if you, if you really, like, if you're not going to, you know, if you don't trust me that it's not that strong and, uh, then, then please present it. And like, you know, sometimes you're wrong anyway. Right. right. Sometimes, I mean, we've all been in that situation. Um, I've been on the other end of that situation too, where it's like, I'm going to present it anyway. Yeah. If you don't mind. Right. You know, respectfully. Like, right. You know, if you don't mind, I'm, I'm, I'd like to share it just to get some feedback. Um, some, you know, if for no other reason, I need to know it's not good from everybody. So right. I stop talking about right. it. <laughs> but you'd be surprised, right? Sometimes it's the thing that the creative director would have liked. Right. Right. Yeah. But anyway, um, yeah. So how, uh, so you're at Mad Dogs Englishman. Yeah. And you're you did some you're you're keeping up with the big boys over there. Yeah, I mean the big boys uh, are a year older than me, or, or right. not a year older, but like a year more experienced in the industry. We're all pretty young. Right, places running on junior talent. Yeah, and is it is it a, a sweatshop? Like you're there late at night, and you're you're or or how did you nav- navigate that? Yeah, you know it was funny. I mean I, they didn't they didn't they didn't make you feel like you had to be there all night, mm-hmm. but. I was young, living at my parents' house, and I was kind of trying to get hired. So, yeah. like, I voluntarily stayed all night. It right. didn't feel like a chore. Right. Plus, you know, we're really slow. You know, you're slow when you first start out, so things right. take longer. Yeah. Um, so, especially comping up ideas, I felt yeah. like that used to take me all night long. Right. Um, but Why yeah, did so, it take so, you all night long, do you think? Well, so um, I'm not the kind of art director at the time. I was not the kind of art director that would um, – start comping things immediately. Mm-hmm. I would kind of sit with the writer and I would I would write myself or mm-hmm. talk about concepts to the very last minute, you know, till 7 p.m., mm-hmm. you know, uh, have the meeting with the CD, find out what they like, and then, you know, like, I would comp it up all night long. Like, I felt like it was like an added job, you know, and yeah. sometimes the copywriter would stay with me and kind of help me out. So the meeting with the CD was just words and maybe some scribbles. Yeah, like scribbles and words and yeah. that, you know, like loose concepts yeah. or um, swipe and something like that. They weren't really full, fully comped up. Mm-hmm. Mad Dogs wasn't wasn't really that interested in the aesthetic. In the art. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. I had like a style yeah. that was kind of like uh, punk rock in a way, which I really liked. It's yeah. just sort of like... Just you know, Frank Gothic bold, some down. clip art, and just slap it, just yeah. slap it down, and make yeah. it, make it interesting, make it funny, make it subversive. Right? Uh, yeah. 
What what uh, what what else did you learn from from uh, Nick Cohen and all those guys? Yeah, so I I, I learned um, it was an amazing culture. I mean, I loved the uh, right down to the dogs. I thought that was so cool when I was young. Like they just we had like a pack of wild dogs running around the office chasing each other. And right. It, it felt like it was um, it was allergic to being a corporate environment, which I kind of and it and it didn't. Um, you know, it, it and one thing it, it kind of taught me um, that I kind of still still kind of use today is like ads can be something people like your goal at the time because we did a lot of print was to have somebody rip the ad out of the magazine mm. and put it on their wall mm-hmm. right that was the goal so it like transcended just an ad it was something they thought was cool or funny or they wanted to talk about and i think that that is still true today yeah especially we have more noise than ever today right yeah. i mean it's like everybody's doing everything there's millions of disposable content out there um and it's easy to just ignore it all but um but yeah i think that that they taught me that early on and that's something that i've tried to keep with me yeah and that 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 kind of is the best brief because it forces you to figure out what is the one thing that i can say without being there without having the sort of uh the context of other things around it, but what is the one thing I could say that would make people, it almost turns it into a piece of art. You, you imagine it pinned onto the cubicle wall of somebody who's either a runner or a whatever, whatever you're, whatever you're selling. Uh, it forces you to think about it from their point of view. What would they like? What's their, what's, what's the insight? What do they love? It's a huge lesson. Yeah. It's, it's, yeah. And, um, Yeah. It, it, it'll make sure you do something great. Right. You know, and I think right. it's, it's, it should be the first lesson. Right. You know, we're not making ads here. Don't look at ads, the ads on the, I mean, like you ever like ride the subway in when you're kind of struggling on a project and you just like look around on, on all the ads and you're like, this is all just so easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Why am I trying to kill myself? Yeah. But it, you really have to, you can't just think you're making an ad and then kind of do something that's mediocre or, or not your best or not really that feels new and fresh or right. something that people are going to really respond to. Yeah. I think that's very important. And what, what what happened? How long were you at Mad Dogs? I was at Mad Dogs for about three years, two and a half years. And wow! Then, um, so you got a, a full time job? Yeah, there. I got a full time job. It was it was it was. They um, paid you for real? They paid me for real. They actually freelanced me for about two years, and then when I got paid, I took a pay cut immediately, day one. <laughs> <laughs> they were like, "We're going to pay you the same." Your second, we're your second take out for benefits. Yeah, and it yeah, was like yeah. I, I was like, "All right, I could, I could." I finally made it. I and you moved out of your out. parents' house at this point? I moved, I moved out of my parents' house. Did you have roommates and stuff? I took my um, my older brother, moved in with a girlfriend, and he needed someone to take his rent. And I he lived on the Upper East Side in this like terrible, terrible apartment. Um, <laughs> it was just disgusting. Uh, and I, I think I paid $700 a month because I like split the rent with him. So he right. paid half and I paid half and right. and that was my own place and I was and that awesome. that, that felt good. You know what I mean? It felt like a palace was, to you, even dis- though it was a shithole. <laughs> it, dis- it was disgusting. But it was disgusting. Uh but it felt good that I had an address. Yeah. You know, I didn't when people would ask at parties, where, where do you live in at? Upper East Side. With my parents. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, the Upper East Side wasn't cool back then either. Yeah, yeah. No, but it I never just, will I be. like and it never but I I had but I was just like, ah, I love the city, you know, and then yeah. like, you know, hopefully they stop asking. Right. Manhattan. Manhattan. Yeah. You know. Mm-hmm. Uptown. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But um, uh, yeah, so, that was a big step for me. So uh, did, did you find yourself uh, moving up the ranks at Mad Dogs and Englishmen? And, and at what point did you feel like, oh, I'm a real uh, – what was your first, like, ad that was made that you were proud of? I think 
I think gummy bears. I did did some print ads for gummy bears for Haribo. Gummy bears would be kind of like mocked like diamond ads. And that I think was my first. <laughs> That's awesome. Like that was like my first, um, you know, print shoot. And that was my first kind of big, big win over other teams. I remember we had a big movie phone assignment and that was like the best client at Mad Dogs at the time. And me and my partner, Mike, were kind of like, um, you know, we're going to we're going to win every meeting. There, there was going to be three meetings three Fridays in a row and you would kind of sit in a room with all the other creatives and we want to, we were really competitive at the time and we wanted to just kind of like win every meeting. We just want to blow these, everybody out the door, right? Because yeah. yeah. it took so long to hire us. We had a real chip on our shoulder. Right. Um, so, uh, so you're still with that same partner at that time. Yes, yeah, same partner. Yeah. So we're like, we're just going to, we're going to win this assignment. This is ours. And so we did that. We worked, I think we worked harder than, we worked crazy. Um, and uh, we, 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 like sent like three things to the client and it was like only our work. Wow. And so we sold like, something. Yeah. I was, was so everybody ex- like, what assholes? Like, I don't, uh, I don't, the, probably, the, who knows? I, I, think, I think everybody was like producing so much stuff. They didn't really care. But right. for us, it was like, <laughs> you know like, what I mean? so excited like, about invis- the gummy bears. <laughs> this is an invisible fight. It's like an invisible fight that, that, that me and my partner were having against the agency. I don't right. think anybody even realized. Nobody they just even were like, knew. oh yeah, it was another assignment. <laughs> but we were like, you know, this is, this is make or break for us. Um, yeah. And, um, man, it was, it's, it's, fu- it's funny. Cause it was like, it, it was like my first huge triumph. I really felt like, um, man, we did it. And this is so exciting. We had this huge, huge TV spot that was gonna be really funny. We had, uh, Kinker, Kinka Usher. Remember him as a director? Yeah. yeah like a big director at the time he signed on to do it. We were, this was, this was going to make And this us. was for who? It's for movie phone. This oh, okay. was like, yeah. this yeah. was gonna like, yeah. this was our, this was our breakout moment. Um, September 11th happened. Oh. Everything got put on hold. Yeah. A couple of weeks went by. Client yeah. was reorganized. Everything, the world was just, you know, right? Yeah. Um, just, just upside down at the moment. Um, and then AOL bought Movie Phone. <laughs> and then they fired us. <laughs> and then they fired us. And we didn't get to oh make the assignment. God. And then I got laid off. Because they were like, at the time, they were like, it was like right as the economy oh, was crashing. Wow. So then like, that was, so by December, like, they were basically like, look, we lost movie phone and a couple of their little startup, you know, that like startup yeah. bubble burst. Yeah. And they were kind of like parting with a and lot of people. that was kind of, of the ends of Mad Dogs in English. Yeah, it was kind of like, yeah, I think they kind of went on for a year or two more, but that felt like it was the end of a golden era. And mm. um, I, and so then I was kind of like laid up, like they told me like in like, on like around Thanksgiving, they were like, look, you know, starting January 1, you can't work here. So like you can come in, we'll pay you to the end of the year and come and do your book and everything like that. Yeah. So that it was like, it was like the highest high and then the lowest low. Yeah. And I think that was another good thing to prepare myself for the industry. 17 right? years ago yesterday. Yeah. Right. That's uh, right. Um, right. So yeah, you, you had to go through, wow, that was like a whole career in one job. Oh man, it was amazing experience. Yeah, I'm really thankful. And how did you uh, getting fired? What's what, what's the what's your advice on on, get, on getting laid off? Like, <laughs> how, how do you handle it? So how much. did you handle it? And oh, what would you do differently? Luckily, it was it, it's only happened to me once, and it was that time. I um, my ego. I would tell my ego that it was purely a numbers thing because we had lost some big clients, and they were the main you know revenue generators, and they were kind of really you know, parting with other employees. So I did try not to take it personal, but it's hard. Yeah. Right. I mean, I think it's hard to not. Because you had just tried the hardest you've ever tried. You won. You got three things you were going to win. And this outside force force came, literally came flying in and blew it all up. It's true. It's true. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's like, I think it's okay to be upset. 
and angry. I think I think like you know I mean a lot of people have different opinions on this, but you know there there are high highs and low lows in this industry, right? So it's yeah. like I think it's okay to be upset. You know I think there's a difference between like. I think it's okay to be upset and kind of like work through those emotions. And you can be angry, you know, just leave the office, you know, mm-hmm. don't, you know, I, I was pretty upset because I, again, I felt like um, it, it, it sort of was like, I don't know, I thought it was whatever, unfair and it was just real shit luck. Yeah. But so I was pretty, pretty frustrated and upset because I had been doing everything I could to kind of get that first giant piece of work out there. But I think it's good. Like you have to work through those things and like. Um, if, if you're not the type of person that can kind of work through those things like fairly quickly and then like sort of like wake up a couple of days later and just go, you know what? Fuck it. Let's yeah. just, I have a sunny outlook again. Like this is going to turn around. You know, this, this could be a tough industry for you. Right. Yeah. I and mean, that's sort of like maybe one of the most important skills you could have is sort yeah. of resilience. Um, yeah. Or unrealistically optimistic. Mm-hmm. You know, it might be like a hindrance to any other career. You know yeah. what I mean? If I did anything else, people might be like, I don't know if the picture is really that rosy, Dan. But yeah. like, you ha- like, it's an asset in this business. Right. To always believe that you could find a way or success is just one more project away or there is opportunity out there. And any project can be the next big thing for your career, for, yeah. you know, a brand or anything like that. I mean, you really have to believe that. Yeah. Every time. Every time. No matter what the assignment is. No matter what. Yeah. Uh, So what do you do? Uh, You go go, uh, back to your uh, shitty apartment in Upper East Side. Uh, You you sleep in for a couple of days. It's true. And um, I have to like... You know, like tell all my relatives at Christmas, you know, again, once again, <laughs> they just think I'm a giant loser. Yeah, yeah, I'm yeah, really yeah. insecure about that. You know, yeah. how's work? And, you know, I got to uh, say, well, you know, actually, yeah. like, you know. September 11th um, happened. I don't know if felt, you heard. Felt like I let everybody down. But, right. um, but yeah, so so then I started, luckily I got some freelance. Um, I, I started freelancing for some magazines and um, not like cool ones. <laughs> You know what I mean? I right. wasn't like I wasn't freelancing for Raygun. I don't know if you right. remember that magazine. Yeah, I, was yeah, like, yeah. I was like freelancing for like Ladies Home Journal. Uh-huh. Right? Uh huh. Right. Doing what? Like doing writing like, like their like added value yeah, stuff like just, for clients. Like a lot of design work. Mm-hmm. And um, and I was I got it through a friend from college and I, through her sister. She like kind of ran that department and I was so grateful for it because it was an immediate stopgap and I wouldn't have to like let go of my apartment and move back. Like that seemed like the bottom. If I had to like return home to Long Island, right? And like go back to my parents' basement, like that seemed like that would really be rock bottom. I don't know if I could crawl out from that again. So like, I was just happy to like stay in the city, right? Keep interviewing. Yeah. Um, But, uh, so I And a lot of people probably would have, would have said like, nah, ladies home, I'm not doing that. Uh, That's, you know, magazines i'm in advertising now i'm i'm a i'm a big guy but but you said like yeah let's just do that while we uh let's 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 do it 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 let's just do it and i will just have my book out there and i was i was really just grateful to um get a paycheck and i actually learned a lot it's kind of funny i mean it you know where mad dogs kind of made me um really focus on thinking and writing you know Mm -hmm. i did a lot of writing in mad dogs whether Mm -hmm. it's headlines or scripts or whatever it was um this was a design job Mm. So as an art director, it's like it was kind Hear of grateful the words, way, like just make them yeah, look cool. exactly. Yeah. So it was like it was almost like a you know I did that for a couple of months and like um, and then I started working with Damasmo, which was great. But like I um, I really learned how to like design again. Yeah. You know, I really kind of put my head down for six months and like and really just focused on like you know how to make something look good in different ways and just 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 type and really just really digging down into that part of the 
you know, craft. So mm-hmm. that was so in a way, it was um, it was what I needed, kind of in a funny way, yeah. um, to balance out my other experience. And uh, yeah, so I, so I did that, and I was, you know, that and that was good. And, and then I kind of moved on. Right. So yeah. you got you got a gig at Tomasimo. I did. Wow. I did. Wow. I was excited. I felt like I found the new Mad Dogs. I felt like oh, yeah? this was like because they had were, crunch, right? They had cr- they had all my old clients. They had yeah. crunch. They had you know this great group of people there. It was like yep. this cool office down in Astor Place. Yep. You know, I loved Mark's energy. You know what yeah. I mean? I mean, it's like I know you work with Mark, and yep. you know he was just a great guy and a great mentor. And I uh, yeah, so that so I was super excited. I was I was back in the game. Yes, and you were you were freelancing. Freely, uh, there? No, did you get no, a full, full, you time, full-time. full-time job. All right. Yeah, full-time job. And how long were you there? About a year. Okay. Yeah. Doing yeah. crunch, doing... Uh, doing uh, some hard rock hotel, yeah. some some crunch. I don't know if I did anything. They were kind of like out the door when I was kind of coming in. Kinda right. Ha- kind of oh, have a habit was. of that. Do you, do you, does that ever happen in your career? You like oh. show up and you're so excited about a yeah. client. Yeah, yeah. Oh, and you're like, when's the brief coming? And yeah. it's like, oh, actually, they're kind of like, this was the last thing we're doing yeah. for them. And you're kind of yeah. like, oh. Yeah. Sometimes that's an opportunity. Yeah, right. Like, oh, this is the last thing? Okay. Let's, no, I think let's I missed the last thing. Oh, I think it was the like the thing, thing yeah. that everybody else was loving yeah. and doing and enjoying was the last thing. And <laughs> yeah. I just was like, not going to get. But I did some stuff. I, I worked on um, this uh, Belgian beer called Duval. Oh, yeah. Um, yeah. We still have the. Uh, did you do the little sign uh said uh, salivating or something? Oh, I, I, just, I don't even remember. It's like some, a little sign. Did, did some posters. Still I worked have on, it. In worked the on the pitch. Um, uh, yeah, it was great. Um, yeah, I had I had a lot of fun here. I did some hard rock ads, like I said, Hard Rock Hotel, which was yeah. which was cool. Some provocative kind of like billboards. Um, yeah, so it was a great experience. And then I, I kind of um, left to go to Sachi mm-hmm. at the time. Yeah, yeah. and uh, who was there? Uh, uh, it was Tony. It was Tony. Tony, Tony had just taken over, and um, Michelle Daly, who had hired me at Damasmo, had worked with Tony before, and she mm-hmm. went back to work with him again, and she kind of brought me over. That's great. Yeah. And what was that like? What? What? Uh, how did? So how did you know Michelle Daly? And, and so Michelle, like, so she hired me at Osmo, and I didn't know her before that. Right. So she just kind of found my book from a headhunter or something. Right. Might have been Lori Habis or right. something like that. Sam yeah, Lori. yeah, yeah. And um, so, and then I guess we just became friends at. You know, Damasmo, and then uh-huh. when she went, she kind of pulled me over, which was I'm grateful for because that was an I amazing. I have to experience. look up Lori Habis. I haven't talked to her in a long time. Yeah. Um, but uh, so you, so you knew her, you got to know her, and you got this gig at at Saatchi. What was it doing? What was the Saatchi? So the Saatchi was like a, um, just like you know like a you know art director position. Um, Tony was like hell bent on winning awards. <laughs> yeah, he I loves was like, it. Which I was like awesome. Yeah, right? yeah. Uh, it was my first big agency job, so it was kind of cool. I was you know it wasn't just a small scrappy place. There were right. resources, and it was just a little bit of a different experience. Um, yeah, and he had an amazing ability to focus the an entire organization like like. He would get up and f- do presentations weekly. You know, mm. he would play the shots reels and talk about trends in the industry, talk oh, about great work. Um, he, you know, he was from South Africa and he had worked in London. And so, like, he he also, like, talked about work, you know, that wasn't just, you know, you know, I felt like the one show at the time was very an American kind of award mm-hmm. show. And you'd, like, look at one show ads and whatever. But, like, he would – he had a – you know, he would show you ads from all over the world. The shots reel was yeah. was my favorite. Uh, yeah. Do they still do that? I don't know. I don't know. But it was it was amazing, like, especially as, like, a younger creative to, yeah. like, be like, oh, look what they're doing in England. Look what – you know, that stuff you might not really see. We had ad critic at the time. Yeah. But not everything would make it on that. But um, it's hard to uh, – even now, it's yeah. hard to find yeah. uh, all the work because all the um, – 
like the can. Yeah. Real, they make you pay 500 bucks a month right. or something right. to, to get the real right. uh, for the agency. A lot of agencies can't even afford yeah. that. Um, but it's hard to find the work these days. Where do you, where do you look now? How do you find how do you find what's happening now? And I, I just get it like email to me, right? I right. mean, it's just like it just ad week or creativity or agency spy or something like that. Just yeah. like you know, you, you get those, do you sign up for those like email yeah, alerts? And it's just sort of alerts. like you know, and then you like go to sign up and you're like, you've already viewed your five. <laughs> yeah. yeah, and then you call somebody. You're like, is there a password? Like, yeah. I, I somebody know give I probably, me a password. Yeah, yeah, we should start yeah. one. So, so it's a clumsy way, but yeah. that's kind of how I do it. Um, yeah, I don't know. Maybe there's a better way, but yeah, that's kind of how I. It's how I do it's it. hard, I think, for people starting out now. I I, I don't. Uh, we used to have the books, and it was uh, right, right. It was just a there was a bookshelf, and you yeah. could go there and 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 page through it. Yeah. How how did your uh, your working style change as you went from like at Saatchi? What was your how had your work style changed at this point? You know, it's um, I don't know, I don't know if it did. <laughs> I think okay. I was like a guy who would um, I was I was really I really was hungry to do good stuff, so I would grind it out. I was yeah. like an early morning guy. I was like I didn't mind staying late, so I so I, I mean I didn't and you grind know, it I, out meaning like you just have a lot of ideas, get it down. Like yeah, what does it mean exactly? For me, it meant like I just. You know, um, I still do this a little bit, like, and I don't expect my employees to do this, but like, when a big project would come on, I would like mentally clear my schedule. You know what I mean? Like, I would right. just assume that, like, you know, like I'm not going to go to breakfast with my friends. Right. You know, the next, you know, I might cancel that breakfast if I if it's the day before a big meeting and I need that morning slot to like, you know, to really kind of yeah. make sure I can come up with something great. Yeah, you know, I might like. So you, you literally know, protect, schedule it out on your calendar. Yeah, like, like in my mind. You mm -hmm. know what I mean? Like it, it kind of becomes the priority for right, me. You know, right. maybe that's not a good work-life balance thing. But like I don't expect everybody to do that because everybody's different. But that just mentally, I mean, I still had a life and I still you know, would go out and stuff like that. I don't mean to say that I just expect people or I expect myself to work 24-7. I just – it became the most important thing. You know what I mean? I didn't, I didn't, um, I would uh, feel guilty about getting a haircut. You know, I'd be like, maybe, right. maybe I'll just wait till after the meeting with my creative director to get the haircut because right. I should use those two hours. Right. It's, you know what I mean? Like little things like that. I don't have time to go to the dentist. You know, I'm going to wait. I'm going to wait. That's going to, I'm going to push that off. Right. So I just kind of like, I would just prioritize the, the, whatever I was working on and uh, throw myself at it completely. So that's kind of what I sort of how I mentally do it. But um, what if you're working on three or four or five things? Same thing. Right. I mean, it's just that much more. Your time is that much more important. I, I'm always protective of my mornings. You know, I think that that's when I come up with my best ideas. You know, often I'll have a day's worth of ideas on the subway ride in, you yeah. know, and um, before you kind of like get in, especially as a and creative. And do you do it in a, in, a, in a sketchbook? You just Yeah, like I used to. I used to, have, I used to have like boxes and boxes of sketchbooks that I mm -hmm. kept. Um, I recently just threw them all out. But now I just do it on my notes on my phone. I'm like a big notes fan. Right. I don't know if you use that function. Like I just have like yeah, I've written uh, scripts yeah, on me, on, me my, too. on my phone. And I just email myself them. Yeah, and then I bring them into Word and just kind of edit them up a little bit. Right. Yeah. Um, That's kind of how I do it now. And yeah, Chris Bursford Hill was in. Yeah. Uh, said you were like he was like in awe of your work style and how oh, that's how nice much you how hard you worked. And, yeah. and how he could never quite beat you in that uh, <laughs> sense he worked pretty hard too i mean yeah. i think he was uh he was a great partner he's a he's a good friend of mine um you guys were partners for a long yeah, time yeah we were we were partners for about i would say about i don't know five years yeah six years maybe where did you get to be partners at bbdo 
So we met at, we met at Saatchi. Oh, right. And okay. um, so I stayed so on. So I, I worked I worked We're at Saatchi for two years. Story. I did some did some work with Tony um, and Jan and Leo. And they were kind of like right. who, you who know, ended Johannes up doing uh, Johannes Leonardo, right? And they were kind of like I was in like this Young Guns program with them, and I did some work, and then and then they kind of all left, and then um, Jerry Graff came in, and I obviously wasn't going to leave Saatchi. Yeah, you know, I was going to stick around for that, and I did. And I, I put another about a year and a half in with Jerry, and and th- and that's where I kind of met Chris. Chris kind of came on then, and we kind of. Um, we kind of like kind of hit it off. We weren't, we worked on some projects together, but we weren't really partners, but we kind of like, we shared the same ambitions. You right. know, I think, I think we were both sort of like had the same point of view on the industry and whatever. So, so right. um, we became friends. I went off to Goodby. I worked at Goodby for in about three years in San Francisco. And how then, did you get that? Um, how did, how did that come along? Cause you were just at Saatchi, you were uh, working for in the hot spot or. Uh, so I was at Saatchi and I was in Cannes. Okay. And I was talking you to Zach to Canfield. Right, because I, I, I did some stuff. I did like this talking stain ad and it, oh, and it won gosh. some, yeah, like, some I, award or something. When and I then, saw that yeah. ad, I was like, I am done. I'm never uh, oh, doing anything ever again. This really? is oh, the you. funniest thing <laughs> I've ever seen. Still, I watched it again this morning. It holds up. And it made me laugh four out three, loud. Four three fuzzy, uh, yeah. Oh, my God. I was This time I was trying to figure out what the guy was really saying. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and it's so hard to hear him. It's The the sound design on that yeah. is perfect. Yeah, we we um, we got lucky. Like, it, it's one of those projects that just, you know what I mean? It, it You work hard, but it just comes together in the end. Yeah. You know, the director uh, we used, uh, Callie, this guy, he's kind of up and coming Swedish director. And, and we were kind of like trying a whole bunch of different voices out. And he said, you know, um, why don't I get one of my friends to kind of like come in and just sort of like speak Swedish gibberish. Babble and And we Swedish. were like, let's do it. Yeah. And he did it. And we were like, that's it. That's amazing. And then right. we just kind of like kind of knew it as soon as we heard it. And uh, the actors are, are great too, and one of them is yeah. uh, obviously the from the Honeymooners. Yeah, uh, right. Uh, Art Carney's Art Carney's son. Yeah, right. Who he's, was in a FedEx spot that I did? Half he's pipe. amazing. He's, yeah, you know he's, he's an amazing funny. dude. And um, straight up, and straight up, he's he's a great actor. And he, yeah, we we just it all came together. It's uh, the casting was was fun. I mean, yeah, it was a good. It was one of the highlights. But, yeah, um, is that when so so that thing. Uh, made you shoot to the. It was a Super Bowl spot too, right? It yeah, it was a Super Bowl. Yeah, was it, it always going to be a Super it Bowl wasn't. spot? So it kind yeah. of like um, it was good enough that it everybody started yeah, thinking. Kind maybe of. We should. I think. I think that what happened was is we were asked to do it um, for the stain stick, and then like it it was shown in a town hall at P and G, and they were like, "We like this. Like, let's. We should." do more with this and they decided to put in Super Bowl. So that was that was kind of like maybe that was my first big break. You know, like really yeah. it was like, oh, this is all coming together for me. Like yeah. I felt like up until that point everything was conspiring against me. Yeah. That was kind of like, no, it's all it's all actually happening the way yeah. I thought it would always happen. Right. But it, it just you know, took never a few does. more years. Took a few t- took probably six more years. Yeah. Uh but um yeah so so that so that started um the ball rolling for me at Saatchi. Um and that was under Tony. So, but and yeah. you got to go to Cannes. Yeah, that was your first Cannes. time in Cannes. First time in Cannes, and, and uh, um, great, and great, great experience. Yeah. Great experience. And um, and uh, I'm with uh, Zach Canfield, who's a recruiter mm-hmm. at at, at Goodby, and and he kind of is talking to me, and we don't really know each other. And um, it's like 4 a.m. at the gutter bar, 5 a.m. or something like that. Yeah. And he's kind of really upset because there was some Goodby work that wasn't that didn't win as many awards as he thought it should win. <laughs> And he was just kind of, it wasn't like pretentious. It was just sort of like, man, I just think that was a big miss. We were all thinking that was going to do so much better. It was amazing right. stuff. 
And um, sometimes I'm like honest to a fault. And I kind of told him, I don't think they're good. You know, and like, yeah. he's such an idiot, right? Like, yeah. he, I'm basically interviewing, but I'm such an idiot. Yeah, so, I'm yeah. so he's like, what do you mean? And I kind of like told him why I didn't think they were good, yeah. you know? And, yeah. and it was in like an argument and he he left and, and I kind of woke up the next day and I was like, I'm an idiot. Like, I mean, like, if you don't wake up in Cannes thinking I'm an idiot, yeah. then you're really not doing Cannes right. So, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so, so I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm, a, I'm a giant idiot. Like, that was an interview. You yeah, know? yeah, yeah. That could be. And Oops. I basically told this guy that work he's excited about wasn't that good. Oh. And who the hell am I? And, like, all yeah. this, all this. Um, but it turned out he really liked, he, like, actually liked me. It was, like, one of those situations where it, like, right. worked because he liked my opinions, I guess. Yeah. Or candid, yeah. <laughs> candid kind of yeah. conversation. Well, you weren't being a real jerk. You were just, you were just telling him. What yeah, you I was just telling him. Yeah, and a lot of times we don't tell people yeah. what we think because yeah. we want we want the job and we want to pretend. Yeah. But it's good sometimes to just yeah, I don't be honest. Unfortunately, like I don't, I can only be honest. Yeah, like I try to be as sensitive right. as possible, but I really just I, I I'm like the worst liar. <laughs> I have like no energy for it for some reason. You know what I mean? That's right. good or bad. Sometimes, sometimes it's good to you know whatever. I, I but I just I can't lie to people. I always tell them the truth and maybe yeah. I tell them too much. Um, so what happened? Uh, so, so, he, so he calls me up. So you're sitting there thinking, I really screwed up last night. Yeah, totally. And uh, he called you that day? Yeah, he, he emailed me like okay. a week later. And oh, a week later. So you have like, a week of stewing with like, yeah, oh my God, I I'm just ruined total my moron. career. Total, total <laughs> idiot. Just like now, like I'm just like, uh, how dumb can you be? Yeah. You know, you're destined to be a loser. Like you deserve it. Yeah. Um, and he emails you. And he emails me and he was like, hey, great meeting you in Cannes. You know, um, uh, let me know if you ever want to come out to San Francisco and maybe work at Goodby. You know, I, I think I think that you would be a good fit here. And I was like, what? Um, so did right, you do cool. the thing where you wait a couple of days to write back to that? Or did you? <laughs> again, again, total idiot. I just was like, oh, hey, thanks for reaching out to me. Like probably like got back to him in like a half an hour. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I said, you know, that's um, it's interesting, I, 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 you know, um, you know, we, so we started talking and I kind of went out there. I went to um, vacation to Napa um, and I met with him and, and some people and like, um, like not really a full interview because I kind of didn't say I wanted to like fully interview. Right. I just kind of was like, well, I'll be in town, you know. Right. I'll happen you know? to be in Napa. That, that Right, day. right. So like we should just like meet <laughs> up again. And he kind of, he kind of offered me a job. He kind of offered me a job as an ACD on Comcast. And to be honest with you, it scared the shit out of me because I didn't think I was ready. So I, I kind of right. said as much. I kind of was, yeah. again, like honest to a fault. Like, again, I probably screwed up. But I said, you know, I'm flattered. But like, I, I think that job is a, a, kind of above me right now, to be honest with you. But wow. I'd love to keep in touch. And like, you know, and he was like, all right, whatever. Um, so, um, I mean, he didn't have the job, but he kind of told me they were looking to fill that position. And right. he thought I could be a good candidate and all that. Yeah. So I think we kept in touch. And like, I went back to Saatchi. I did some other work. I did did some Crest stuff. I did some like, Fruit by the Foot stuff. Jerry yeah. was in. I had gone through three partners, um, and we had kept in touch. And he kind of offered me the job again, and I felt like I was ready for it then. Yeah. So then I kind of took it. Uh, what's that like going to a whole uh, different city? And you know, it's it's. I had this hang up. That you were married. At the I time. was. I was married at the time. Okay. Yeah, I was married at the time, and I just had a baby. Yeah. And so it it kind of worked in a couple different ways. It was like. My wife was working. She worked at Kirschbaum at the time. She's also in the industry, and uh, what she's, does she do? she's she's an art director. She's a creative okay. director now. And and like, 
we, um, you know, it was like she had been working for a year and you have a new baby. And, you know, I said like, well, if we go there, maybe you could like stay home. If that's something you want to do, you could stay home with the baby because she was kind of feeling like maybe she wasn't spending enough time. And that was something that was ex- like a, something she wanted to try. Right. So the timing so it was, like, was it was right. like the timing was right for our whole family. So it kind of really made a lot of sense. And I, uh, again, I had this hang up as a New Yorker. I don't I know you're from New Jersey. Like, so you might share this, like. I love New York so much yeah. that I could see myself li- always living here for the rest of my life. Yeah. Um, I'm close to my family. I have a lot of friends here. But I didn't want to be someone who just stayed here. Mm-hmm. So I, I was kind of like, I need to experience other things because I could see myself staying here forever. Sure. So so I kind of had that hang up. So it was like kind of an insecurity like that I hadn't lived anywhere else. Right. Um just the greatest city in the world. That's, yeah, that's, just the great. Yeah, well, yeah, right. We're yeah, fortunate yeah. that we're from such a special place, right. or I, at least I think so. Um, so yeah, so so it kind of it kind of worked out in a lot of ways. And how yeah. long were you at Gooby? So you worked for Jamie Barrett. I, I went there to work for Jamie. Amazing yeah. guy. I, I, he. We just did a, a pod with him uh, on the phone, and uh, what a, I had never met him before. Yeah. I met him once at the Small Agency Awards. Right. And asked him if he'd be on. Right. And he was so nice and and did it and. It was great. What so, a great guy. Like I'd like to think that I took something from every creative director I worked for because I, I really feel fortunate to have worked for some really talented people. Yeah. Um, and so working with Jamie is fun. And, 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 and like something that I took from Jamie, maybe this is advice to people starting out in the industry or people who are just becoming creative directors, is he was amazing at not transferring whatever stress he was under onto the teams. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like some 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 people – you might work for, you know, when something gets stressful or like, you know, you're in a situation where it's tough, like yeah. you could feel their anxiety yes. and they transfer that pressure to a creative and then the creative feels that anxiety on yes. top of the anxiety they're already feeling and everything gets really serious and, you know, maybe like tempers start to flare and it's just sort of like there's frustrations and it's not fun anymore. And I don't think that's good for creativity. And I was amazed with Jamie, like we'd be in those situations and he'd be laughing and joking. And yeah, cool as a cucumber, and like, um, if that's how does he that's do that? I don't know because yeah. it's not necessarily something that would come natural to me. I think that I'm sort of somebody who's emotional, and I would kind of like wear whatever I'm feeling a little bit too much on yeah. my sleeve. And um, but I know I took note of it, and I just was like, and as a result, it's like everybody stays calm. Right. It transfers that calmness to you. Yeah. And then, you know, and then you're able to like have fun again and you will have fun and the fun you're having will get you out of that. I mean, that's the best way forward. Yeah. You know, it's 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 that that's that was a huge lesson for me. At that same conference, uh, Nancy Hill, who used to be the four A's president and I think she's doing her own thing now. Um, said something that I wrote down and, and I had done some sketches and, and this was one of my favorite sketches because it has this in it is um, you are the flight attendant on the plane that never lands. Right. When you are a leader. Yeah, I agree. Um, you are there to serve everybody 100%. in the thing. And you if if something bad is happening, you need to check your shit and just be cool because – if you panic, everybody's going to panic. Oh man, it's a huge, <laughs> it's a huge. Li- I mean, I, I literally, uh, I had a situation recently um, on a Foot Locker project um, for this one and at done BBDL. thing. Yeah, BBDO recently, where I had to like recall some of that advice. Um, <laughs> so I'm, yeah, at dinner, yeah, at the end of a three month project yeah. that changed five times <laughs> with the creative team who is 
super talented and worked their ass off. And we just flew in. We're sitting at like Sugarfish. I don't know if you've ever been there. It seems sure. like an L.A. kind of. Yeah, very L.A. And it's yeah. late because it's, you know, we're in New York Times. So we're eating dinner at like 10 o'clock at yeah. night. You're on a shoot. We're on a shoot. And these, these guys. burritos. Had, these guys have just, they earned this. You know? Like, yeah. And I get a text. The shoot's the next morning. And I get a text from my account person. Hey, where are you guys out to dinner? And I'm like, yeah, what's up? And um, my account person's like, we're in, we're in the lobby with the client. Um, uh, the NBA saw some of the work we're shooting tomorrow and they don't want us to move forward with it. Oh boy. And it's going to really like, and we're going to have to think about what we're going to do. We have to fix it. So this is like 11 PM, right? Yeah. So like, but you know, I thought of Jamie, right? I didn't tell the guys. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I just kind of like continued on with the happy dinner Yeah. as if I didn't get that text and I wasn't having that conversation under the table. Yeah. And we just had some beers Yeah. and we hung out. And we walked back to the hotel and I said goodnight to them. And I said, I'll see you in the morning. And then I kind of, uh, they veered into the elevator. I veered into the lobby. I yeah. sat down with the client and we tried to figure out what we were going to do. Yeah. And I just like, um, you know, it, it, I knew that if we didn't panic and we just kind of like got to grab a couple hours rest and I would yeah. tell them in the morning and we would figure it out. Mm -hmm. We had a shoot. I think it was starting at like 4 p.m. that day. Mm -hmm. So we kind of had to wake up in the morning. And redo the entire campaign. <laughs> and like, but you let them have their their sleep. I let them. I, let them, yeah. I, I thought like that was like a, that was like a lesson I learned from Jamie. Like, yeah. You know what I mean? Like don't don't panic. Don't like uh, yeah. don't freak out on anybody. Don't 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 give the the creative director speech like no one's going to bed until we crack this. Right. That kind of a vibe. Yeah, yeah. I just yeah. kind of like figured you know what we're just gonna have to like you know I, I trust these guys and I, tr I trust you know myself if we just kind of all just all hands on deck starting around seven a.m. Yeah. You know, I think we'll get it done. And we did. And luckily we did. Yeah. And it worked out. Yeah. And it, I, I hope it worked out. But and you like, had yeah, fun. I think it worked out. And we had fun. Um, so at what point did you get to that place where you you said you didn't feel like you were an ACD? Uh, but you did go to Goodby. And I did. Were yeah. you an ACD? I, I was. That, I was kind of. A, I was kind of an ACD, CD. I don't know. Might have been an AC when they hired me. I, I, I became a CD, CD. Yeah. Um, shortly thereafter, and I and I worked on Comcast. So it was the job I, Zach was talking to me about. Yeah. But I took it eighteen months later, and I felt like I had, I had some uh, some more work under my belt. I had some right. more experiences under my belt. I felt like I was better prepared for the job, and, uh -huh. and I don't think I was wrong. So right. you know. So I just felt like, you know, because I had a what lot of respect you... for the creatives there, right? I, I felt like, sorry to, to jump you, yeah, but like, yeah. I was a little bit like, there are some talented people that I will be their leader, their yeah. boss. And I don't want to feel like they have more experience or have done better things than I have. You know, I really want to make sure when I become a creative director that like I could point to a body of work that I'm, you know what I mean? I that is a little, a little bit, right? Yeah. A little bit of like, you know, before I kill something you've worked really hard on, I have a little bit of cred right right so yeah. that's great to know that you that it's great self-awareness yeah to know maybe yeah. about yourself without yeah. letting the ego take over and be like well yeah. i'm i'm good enough but i haven't done it yet but i'm good enough right. that i could have done it yeah so, uh yeah uh, that's really good self-awareness to to make that to wait for that yeah and then when you got into it uh how long were you at goodby how long were you in san francisco i was i was there for about three years and I worked on a bunch of things. I worked on. Um, it was a tough time for Comcast. Like I showed up. Is that Comcastic? Is that yeah? The, well, the that Comcastic was that's campaign? what I thought I was going to be working on. Yeah. 
and I was a big fan of that work. Yeah, you know yeah. what I mean? And I was that's like, great. yeah, we're yeah. going to do more rabbit ads. You know, yeah. like that was, we're, that's the gold, yeah. and that's the gold standard. Like, we're just going to, I can't wait to get in there. I have a ton of ideas. I'm yeah. super excited. And I get there and they're like, you know, my first day, they were like onboarding me and they were like, it's, so it's not really called Comcast anymore. It's called Xfinity. <laughs> and Xfinity Tastic. Um, <laughs> doesn't work as well. And this is the work we're producing for them. And we need you to just finish it. And right. uh, it's a whole new tone and a whole new vibe. And, and uh, yeah. And the client doesn't really love it. <laughs> right, right. And then I was pitching Xfinity about two months later. I kind of finished up the assignment with my partner and... You know, it's like, you know, it's tough, tough to hold on to a client. And I, and I think that I basically pitched the Comcast Xfinity account maybe uh, two times in my like 18 months. While you had it. While I had it. So, yeah. you, right. It's funny. It's a funny thing. I'm, it's, it's weird a, to be pitching a, yeah. a piece of business that you have. It's like. Yeah. It's like two jobs. Yeah. On the same job. Yeah. So. Um, it's like going on a date with someone you're married to. Yeah. It's like, uh, wait, is this working out? Exactly. 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 <laughs> Wait, you're, you're trying oh, me out again? Yeah. Uh, so, um, yeah, that was that was a good experience, though, because that's that's reality of our business. That yeah. happens. That totally happens. That's and, now um, the the norm, probably. That's the norm. Now. You're always pitching. You're always maybe, pitching. Maybe you are always pitching. Jump maybe balls. you always were always pitching. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, that was, then I kind of um, I started working with Marty Sen, and and because the the partner I had at the time, Chris Ford, had left. He had gone to Australia to be a, a chief creative officer of an agency. And I and uh, I worked with Marty and uh, I stayed on Comcast or Xfinity for a little while. And then we started working for Rich Silverstein uh-huh. uh, under, and we handled all the Google work. We did have like three or four Google projects at a time, yeah. which was which was exciting. And Rich is, Rich is another amazing guy that I think I try to, you know, learn something from. Right. Yeah. How is he different than than Jamie? What's What's the difference? So, right, Jamie's got this um he'll never show you he'll he'll never show you that he's sweating. He's cool, he'll crack jokes. You know, he's 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 really he's really smart, he's funny, he's mm-hmm. he's charming. He's he's Jamie. He takes mm-hmm. his shoes off. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? He relaxes. He's, yeah. his whole thing is 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 very Jamie. Um you know, Rich is um maybe a little bit more like me in in the fact that he's going to like he's aggressive. Right. Right? Rich Silverstein you know, bikes to work. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like yeah. whatever that is, 30 yeah. miles, you know, from Marin County into right. the office, you know. Every day. And I think when he doesn't bike to work, I think he drives like a like a, like a, like a really high-end racing 911 <laughs> at 170 miles an hour. It's yeah. like the wolf, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, he, like that's allegedly. his other- Yeah, that, allegedly. Yeah. Th- that's his other way of getting into work, but it's intense, right? Right. And he would, uh, he would call me. He would call me at 7 a.m. Yeah. I'd be laying in bed- <laughs> And um, I only worked like three miles from the office, so I didn't yeah. really have to get up super early. And it'd be like 6.45, my phone would ring and it'd be Rich Silverstein. And yeah. it's like, that's like a, some cold water, you know, to wake yeah. you up. Yeah. And you get up and you pretend you don't have that voice where you're like, hello. Yeah. You kind I was of totally pre- up. Yeah, you pretend like you're up matching yeah. his energy. And yeah. he would and he would be like excited for the day. And he'd be, I have an idea. Uh, I'm really excited about it. I think we should get on it first thing, you know? Right. And um, yeah, so like I... You know, he obviously doesn't have to work, right? He's right. Been, had a long, successful career. I'm sure he's made a lot of money. It's it's still something that he's passionate about. And yeah. that was amazing to me too. Like watching a guy who, again, could have walked away from the industry, you know, 10 years ago and right. been a legend and whatever, um, you know, and had this amazing career. And he kind of still had the passion and the fire mm. and the kind of intensity 
um, to kind of like to, to make great things. So I thought, yeah. so that, I thought that was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Why'd you come back to New York? What, what, uh, what made you leave there? You know, I, um, I miss New York. I, uh, I had my second kid and, um, I was in San Francisco for three years at the time. And I, I really, I liked San Francisco a lot, but I miss New York. Mm. The, the, the energy here, the vibe, the, yeah. you know, my family, my friends, just, just the whole bit. And Chris, and that's where Chris called me up. He called me up and he kind of said, you know, I think, Chris Burst for Hills, like, you know, he was, again, we, we were in touch. And but he friends. worked, it could be as well, right? He did. He had worked before he, there, before, before he got to Saatchi. Got so I kind of, we kind of had like same places, just different times. Yeah. So I, um, I met with Chris and he said, you know, um, come in here and be my partner at BBDO. And, and, and we're kind of like pitching this footlocker thing and like, you know, yeah. it could be cool. And yeah. he was showing me some work and they had wanted and like, and he was um, in in uh, Greg's Greg's group. And group. So I came in and I kind of interviewed, and it was just sort of like felt good. So I so I took the job. Yeah, yeah. It's a really good place. It's uh, it scared me when I when I started there because I, I was you know yeah. I heard all the stories of yeah. BBDO. I was I was many years before you, but uh, but I really liked it because it felt like um, I don't know. It felt like they were re they really are about the work. Like I think like it's very important who how a leader behaves. Because that just trickles down. Yeah. You know, whether it's a creative director and it's Jamie being calm or Rich being enthusiastic or it's Lou Bars, like, um, he's nice. Yeah. And he, like, respects you. Yeah. And he, like, I'm not, trying to, I'm not, trying, to, I'm not trying to ruin your spot. I'm just no, saying. He's just saying. <laughs> right? He's just saying. And he's done some things in his career and you probably yeah. should listen to him, you know? Yeah. And Greg is also nice, yeah. You know, and 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 Greg is also brilliant, you know. Yeah. If, you know, chances are Greg is going to have a nice take on your work, you know. Yeah. And and I'm fortunate to work with those two guys, you yeah, because they're talented and they're nice, and it it trickles down, and there's no bullshit. It doesn't seem like there's. I don't play any politics. I don't feel like I have to play politics to kind of get along with them, right? And I think the whole place sort of has that vibe, and it's a really nice place to work. Yeah, it's a, and it's really a machine. Easy, it's a really easy place to work. Yeah, you know it is, and yeah. it's um, yeah, and I've, I've really enjoyed all my all my years there. Um, so you were you you got there and you're working with Chris. Yeah, uh, and now you're kind of running pieces of business, right? You FedEx, yeah, so, or, yeah, you, know, we, you so, worked so, on FedEx, right, right, right. So so it was like a cool situation. It was like we were creative directors together on Foot Locker, and that whole thing was kicking off, and we were. A team on some HBO, on some FedEx, on mm. on just anything, on some Twix, like whatever we could work on. And we were yeah. kind of doing, we were like managing teams and being a team. Right. And um, yeah, it was just, it was great. And then we kind of, and we pitched in one price line and we handled Bud Light for a little bit. We just, and then we became a full-time CD team and then ECD team where we're running like a larger group. Yeah. Um, what yeah. What is your, what do you tell your people that work for you? Like, how do you sort of coach them to to do their best work? So, so I try, um, I try my best not to be, not to be a jerk, to keep it fun, right? Mm -hmm. I, I try my best to, um, to kind of give people really clear direction. I try my best to not have people feel like they're spinning their wheels. I, you know, I, I if you have a meeting with me and maybe the work didn't survive the meeting, I want you to walk out the office, at least with an insight from your work that we, mm. you're going to find a new execution for, or, mm. you know, maybe we'll work together to find a point of view. Or if, you know, maybe you did have work that you knew what I liked, you know, mm. I want to be really clear. I hope I'm clear. Mm -hmm. 
Um, I also have a tremendous, I, I didn't forget what it's like being a creative. You know, I, I think the best creative directors can still put themselves in a creative's shoes, right? Yeah. Like sit across, like know what it's like to have worked all night long and, you know, or all weekend long and come in and then it's incredibly frustrating if nothing is alive. Right. Right. I mean, or if I the think- brief changed. <laughs> <laughs> or if the brief changed, or if there's a piece of client feedback that just rolled in. Or if the NBA saw it and decided yeah, they I mean, don't want to shoot that. Shit, man, shit happens, right? Yeah. And, a, and a lot of times as a creative director, you have to break that bad news to people. But so so it's like, I I like to think that I also um, respect my teams a lot. Mm-hmm. I also try to respect their work-life balance. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to, you know, I'm not a guy who wants to burn everybody out. Yeah. You know, I, I try to, you know, try to try to do that. Yeah, try not to be right. a jerk. Yeah. What what do you like to see in books? Let's let's talk about like like if people are going to send you stuff. What's uh... you know I I've heard you ask this question. I don't know who's given the best answer, but like <laughs> I um I just look for something awesome, something great, yeah. something I really can like you know. And it's 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 not even like I need to see seven amazing things. It's just one or two. Yeah, one or two things that feel fresh and different and good and um you know, uh, something that I'd want to produce, I'd want to make with you, you know? And, um, and so I I just think that like people, when they work on their book, they should, uh, uh, something I think is important is they should make sure they shouldn't write to a different audience. They should always write to what makes them, you know what I mean? Interested or what they think is amazing. And that'll kind of further make sure that their book isn't exactly like everybody else's and, you know, and it'll make sure what they're doing is kind of good. Right. And, um, and if they really like it and they feel good about it, chances are other people will too. And I, and I think I just look for that. So make it personal. Make it per. I think just, yeah, just, yeah, just make it you. Right. Just right. make it you. Like, what is your take on it? Are you a right. little bit sarcastic? Fine. If are you a little bit like cheeky, fine. If you, yeah. are you like serious and super smart? Cool. You know what I mean? Like, right. who are you? Like, you know, I want to see who the person is in their book. Right. Um, yeah. I think that's, that's, I don't know if they, um, and say. where, where can they find you? What's, what's the, uh, what are the, what are the, 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 the letters I have to type in to find the Dan Lucy experience? I think you could, you could probably reach me at Dan Lucy, um, dan.lucy at bbdo.com or danlucy at me.com my right. private my private handle my me.com you gave us your me.com yeah just throw out the private handle um and thank you for coming in yeah thanks for having me anything else that i Big didn't ask you uh i'm well i think we're I'm not I, good at this <laughs> i think you're great i think you're great um i don't know i think did i i probably got out of here without any hot takes so it's, we should, i don't know if we missed anything no it's good um, good. I think yeah, it was maybe a I get really to keep, great, keep my job. Really good. The, yeah. You know what? Didn't burn it you're down. You're doing pretty good. In spite and, of myself. Uh, and, you, and your work is amazing. And, oh, and appreciate that. I've been wanting to have you on for a long time. So really uh, appreciate it. Uh, yeah. But you, you are you teaching a class this? this I'm, fall? I'm not. I'm not this fall, but I'll probably be back at it um, in the winter or the spring. All right. Yeah. And yeah. Uh, we're we're excited for that. And yeah. And we're. Uh, we're we're really excited to have a, a actual ad house graduate yes and graduate. a teacher yeah I think it's, a, uh, it's an amazing here. program and I think everybody amazing uh, program should do it at housenyc.com yeah. awesome uh, thanks Dan thanks for having me so that was my chat with Dan Lucy great guy it was the first time I met him in person and what a guy everybody everybody says he's nice and and he really is. And I think he's going to be teaching in the spring at Ad House again. So uh, get ready to apply in the spring at adhousenyc.com. And this is the A-List podcast. So uh, share it with your friends. 
get us some likes and, and, and shares and all that stuff. Thank you very much if you've done that. Our engineer is Matt Stillo at Gramercy Post down here on 23rd Street. And our producer for this episode was Mr. James Neiman. <laughs>